Welcome to the Ben Don't Break podcast. We are powered by the Source Weekly, Ben's locally owned newspaper. This podcast is our eddy in the rushing waters of local journalism. We are glad that you're taking some of your time to listen to us chat with the people who shape our local community. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Remax Key Properties, a family-owned, full-service real estate brokerage specializing in residential, luxury, commercial, new construction, and ranch and land properties. Their new state-of-the-art facility at 42 Greenwood Avenue is a modern, collaborative space and the new home of the Ben Don't Break podcast recording studio. I'm Donna Britt, the food editor at The Source Weekly, and joining me on the podcast today is Meredith Meredith Telfer. Did I get it right? Yes. I don't know why that, that's not really a hard name, but it's hard for me to say. It's like a tongue twister. Meredith <laughs> is the founder of Ogie, and she's an entrepreneur. Your background is so interesting. It's chemistry and physiology and food science, and you were a restaurant owner, and now you're making ghee. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So let's just start at the beginning, because when we were talking a little bit before we started recording, you have a lot of people who come up to you and say, what is ghee? So yeah, what is ghee? So ghee is, um, it's basically pure butter fat. It's rendered from butter. A lot of people will consider it to be like ultra clarified butter, clarified butter. Yeah. But it's a couple steps beyond that because we are taking out all the milk solids, the water, all the proteins. So there's no lactose or whey or casein. And we're really just um, down to just the pure butter fat, which is truly what ghee is. So who thought of doing that to butter in the first place of Uh turning it into ghee? I mean, how long has that been around and why? Centuries. And it started in India um, it's really big in like more Middle Eastern cultures. I, I really don't know. I asked a woman who was Indian, like if there's like a high um, prevalence of like lactose uh, or dairy allergies or whatnot, because some cultures there's mm-hmm. more than others. And, right. Um, I don't really know. I don't know if like, I know the cow is considered very sacred over in India and milk goes bad and right. refrigeration is difficult and centuries ago even harder so I don't know if like once you get milk or butter and you make ghee it's shelf stable forever really you can just leave it out on your counter and it doesn't have to be refrigerated in fact a lot of cultures kind of like fine wine where it ages like the longer it sits and ages the better it gets so I think once you take the the milk and make butter and then from the butter make ghee you don't have to refrigerate it. It's you've you know, extended the life completely. So, how did you get into this ghee making? <laughs> yeah. So, I um, had a Persian restaurant when I lived in Seattle. I was a partner in, and we used a lot of ghee in the cooking and clarified butter and stuff. And so, I think just being in the restaurant industry, a lot of recipes and a lot of um, use for a clarified butter mm-hmm. or ghee. Um, a lot of things that are sensitive to like like sauces and gravies and stuff will call for ghee because they won't break. Sure. Since you've already cooked out all the milk solids, you, you don't have to worry about things breaking. Sure. Um, so clarified butter is really popular in kitchens and restaurants. Um, and then ghee, being a Persian restaurant, was just a little bit more used. So I, I became pretty much familiar with ghee in that aspect. Um, and then I have a dairy allergy. I'm allergic to actually whey protein. So it's kind of a weird allergy. And 
given that ghee doesn't have any of the milk solids, so no lactose, no casein, no whey, it's great for people with dairy allergies. So you can basically eat butter without eating totally. butter. Yeah. <laughs> and everything you can just substitute. Like I have, sure. I try recipes all the time, whether it's pie crust or cookies or brownies or just using it in, you know, a sauce or something at home. Um, and I just substitute out ghee and everything usually works just perfectly as a one-to-one. So, yeah. um, it's, you know, some people say it's like an alternative to butter. I'm like, yeah, I guess you could call it that, but it really, it is butter. It's pure butter fat. So it's not much of an alternative. So how do you get all the dairy and casein and whey out of it? What's so the process? We basically slow cook it in a very traditional Ayurvedic method. Ghee is um, widely used in Ayurvedic medicine. Um, but essentially, you just cook it. Everything happens. It's chemistry. Everything happens at 180 degrees. The lactose starts to burn out, and it kind of sinks to the bottom, and it it really is what gives the ghee its kind of nutty, decadent flavor. Mm-hmm. It's burnt sugar. Lactose right. is a milk sugar. So it gives it kind of this nutty, decadent, kind of caramelized, but definitely very rich flavor. And then we just keep cooking it. The water evaporates out. And then right around like 220, the casein starts to separate out. So we're constantly um, skimming things off the top and I mean, it's constant. It's about right. two hours of not really taking your eye off of it. Wow. Um, and then you just, it it just takes time because everything is just chemistry. You're just letting it happen. And then it sits and it takes like, it seems like forever to go from 220 to 240. And then at 240, a lot more milk solids start to come out. And then the last thing to come out is the whey protein. And it doesn't really start to come and separate out until about 268. So we'll take it up to about 272 mm-hmm. just to make sure all that whey is out. Um, and then we filter it from there. We'll triple filter it. And then we basically have the the golden ghee. Um, and it's like a golden liquid. It pours, but then it solidifies at room temperature into like a soft butter, soft margarine almost. What I think is fascinating is that when I first saw you at the farmer's market this summer and I thought, oh, well, I know what ghee is. I get it. You know, (laughs) I understand you eat it, but you're doing a lot more with it than just the the food thing. Yeah. Uh, So let's just talk about everything that you're doing with the ghee because I'm fascinated by it. Oh, thank you. It's, um, I love ghee. It's like, if you could probably sustain on one item, that might be the one to choose. Um, you can use it on your skin. You can use it topically. You can eat it. I mean, you can cook with it. You can bake with it. You can do so much with it. We actually started, I started as a CBD company, um, and using the ghee as a carrier fat. And that's kind of that Ayurvedic, um, method and that kind of that Ayurvedic practice, um, where it was, it's a good carrier fat, great carrier fat. So for any fat soluble herb, which CBD is a fat soluble herb. So, that's where I started the company. Um, and then we've just grown into ghee and body care and skin care. And we just launched candles. Which you brought one in. <laughs> and first of all, it's beautiful. It's in this creamy, milky um, glass jar with a lid. And it smells so yummy. I mean, I love can We all love can Winter Woods is this. What I'm really digging, though, not only is it beautiful and it smells good, but you do refills so I can keep my glass jar and then put a new ghee candle refill in here. 
Yes. That's brilliant. Yes. How did you think of that? (laughs) I, everything we do with the company is, um, very, very in tune with, you know, minimal packaging and just looking at sustainability. We are really close to being a hundred percent plastic free. Um, and I just, it's hard a lot of times, especially starting as a CBD company, there is so much plastic and so much waste in, in that market, but just in general. And I love candles, love candles. I burn candles all the time. And I just have these, you know, glass vessels that are just kind of (laughs) gone to the recycling bin. And so I just thought there's got to be a way that, you know, you can change this. And I have a friend that used to have a candle company here in town that you would make your own candles. Right. And so that kind of is where I was like, this has to be possible. And so this has been about a six month baby for me. Um, But yeah, so I love that you can just reuse the vessel and buy replacement refills. So you're really not having to throw away. I love it. I love it. Thank you. And and you have, we're going to talk more about how you got into the ghee business to begin with, but you have a retail shop now, which I visited last week. We do. It's adorable. Oh, thank so you. So tell us a little bit about where that is and all uh, about it. So we're over on the east side, right next to the library, the Deschutes mm-hmm. County Library on the east side off Dean Swift. Um, and we, it's our manufacturing kitchen, but we do have about 200 square feet of a front retail space. And I just... In September, after the farmer's markets kind of unwound, we opened up a little retail space, and it's great. I mean, we're there working, and we're there manufacturing, and it's a great way for people to be able to come in and ask questions or see us. and Yeah, see your, your products and, yeah. and sample them or test them out. Yeah. Um, so so you use ghee in the kitchen in the restaurant in Seattle, but then there was an event, a life event that got you into the whole ghee CBD thing. Can we talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. that. So in 2016, my daughter was in fourth grade and definitely a life-changing event for me. I'm a single parent. She's my only child. Um, yeah, so she was diagnosed with epilepsy. She had a massive... Uh, grand mal seizure almost five minutes long at school oh my goodness and um and it was a lot and I was really fortunate um I had a friend whose dad was actually the head uh pediatric neurologist up at OHSU and I met with him and um it was really fortunate and anyways just learning a lot of the things about stuff and just not wanting to like have to heavily medicate my child and whatnot. And I did all kinds of research on everything from the keto diet to cannabidiol CBD, which is kind of where the whole CBD market really started was with Epidiolex, which is the medication for um, epileptics. And that is, they found that there was a lot of positive benefits coming from CBD. And so I have read that study like over and over and over and over again. And she was in fourth grade. So like giving my daughter a tincture that tastes like bitter, skunky, dirt water. Wasn't going to (laughs) work. Was not (laughs) happening. Um, and, and I found in all the research, she was diagnosed in 2016. I lost, I launched the company in 2019. So it wasn't like all of the sudden I just got into it. It was about three years of research and just checking things out. And I, I think just because my background in human physiology and chemistry, I just, 
I, I definitely dive in and start doing the research on stuff. Right. Um, but I, a couple things that I found was CBD needs a carrier fat in order to absorb in your body. And a lot of the carrier fats that companies were using are really just kind of not the best for right. carrier fats. Right. Um, and it was just about a matter of just being able to do better. A lot of the things on the markets as far as tinctures in like a coconut oil or an MCT oil, the absorption is like 8 to 13%. That's not very much, it seems no. like. No. And, you know, back in 2016, like CBD products were so expensive. Right. And, um, and it was just like, wow, you're spending 60 bucks to absorb 8% of that. Doesn't, yeah, no. that doesn't compute. No. Really. And like the epidiolex, when you're talking with an, an epileptic using CBD for seizures, um, you know, they're taking upwards to hundreds of milligrams a day. So, so they're eating it basically or rubbing it on themselves or well, how does it work? So like with epidiolex, it's a pill. Okay. Taking. Got it. And it's a pill and it's actually bound in, um, that one is actually, they use, Sesame oil okay. as a carrier fat, which is a long chain fatty acid. So, right. you know, fat, all fats are not created the same. Right. Different metabolism, different processes in your body with different fats, short chain, medium chain, long chain. Um, and that's something that the Ayurvedic practice has always used ghee for. And they, you know, it. the unique thing with ghee is it's a full spectrum of fatty acids. So you have short chain, medium chain, and long chain. So you're just going to get a lot better absorption because you're kind of utilizing both both fields to metabolize um, in your body. So your short chains and your long ch medium chains, sorry, are going through your portal system, whereas your long chains are going through your lymphatic system. So you just get different results. Right. Some are fast acting, some are long lasting. Um, but when you can kind of utilize all the processes, you're just probably, you know, you're just going to get better results. And I think that's why for centuries, ghee has been used as this holistic right. um, fat for herb therapy and treatment. It's and shocking stuff. to me that they hadn't figured that that wasn't on the market already or that people yeah. hadn't figured that out. Yeah. Well, it does take a commercial kitchen to make ghee. Like right. you can't just make it at your home and sell it. Like sure. with a tincture, it, it, rules are changing a little bit in Oregon coming up this year for 2024. And they are looking at tinctures as more of an ingestible but before it wasn't. And so like anybody could make a tincture in their garage with right. MCT oil and some CBD and call it good. Sure. Um, and so I think it's just the access and, and ghee is not something that people think about. Sure. Um, it started where I was looking and I was like, well, what about doing like a CBD butter? You know, and I called my health inspector. We, we are, we work with the Oregon department of agriculture and I called him and I said, what about butter? Like a CBD butter. And he said, nope. It's right, butters, oh, no. dairy, um, dairy butter cheese is regulated by the USDA yeah. and it's not federally legal. They're never going to be okay with it. it. And so I said, well, what about ghee? You know, cause it's shelf stable. He said, you can do ghee that's under our jurisdiction. So they put us in a pilot program with the state of Oregon, with the agriculture department. And we are like, one of the only CBD ghee companies in the country, um, definitely the only one in Oregon. Um, and so just that's where it started. That's um, awesome that you just yeah. kept asking the questions. I just kept asking. I just was like, there's got to be a way. How can I do this? You know, how can I do a better thing? And for my situation, my daughter being a fourth grader, 
not wanting to do a tincture, not going to do a lot of yeah. these things. So I would sneak it. Like, not really. She knew I was doing it, but I would bake brownies with ghee. Yeah. Or I would bake potatoes and I would use ghee. I would do all of our cooking and baking at home and I would just use ghee instead of butter. And so she was constantly getting CBD. And was it helping? Yeah. She is... Um, She's a pretty normal, almost 18. She's going to be 18 on Sunday. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, she drives. She's, you know, yeah. she, she was a competitive gymnast, dancer, That's all great. the things. So, yeah, That's it's, great. it's helping a lot. She's on a mild form of medication, um, and we're able to kind of taper that down a little bit. So That's she's, fantastic. Yeah, because um, epileptic medications can be really harsh on Intense. your brain. They're yeah. very, yeah, I mean kind of walk around like a zombie and it, it, that's no fun no especially not for kids so it's it helps um and then all these other things that it's like I find that some of the other products and like my clients that share the stories of various things that it's helped them with I love it but unfortunately being that it's a cannabinoid it's CBD we are unable to make any kind of like um obviously we can't make any health claims but we also can't even put any testimonies on our website or on our social media or on our Facebook. So it's challenging sometimes because you want to be able to share some of the stories, but we just can't. So you're still doing the CBD products? We are still doing the CBD products. Um, Oh, gosh. Before COVID, we were doing farmer's markets solely doing CBD products. The company was called GBD. Um, And everybody was like, oh, my gosh, this is the best ghee I've ever had. Can you just do ghee? And I was like, well, we do CBD ghee. But then on, out during COVID, when nothing was going on, there wasn't farmer's markets, there right. wasn't expos, there wasn't anything to do really. I really rebranded the company, restructured the company, started O-Ghee, um, and started doing more just ghee-based products. So now we do regular ghee, um, CBD ghee, we do a doggy. Um, it's literally <laughs> ghee for dogs, like uh, but that. it also has CBD in it. It's amazing. Um, and then we do topical products. We do candles, uh, this year for 2024, I'm going to experiment with soap made oh, from nice. ghee. Yeah. So it's, Jeez. I know you can just do everything with it. That's a, that's amazing to me. I, it just never occurred to me. Yeah. You know, like I've, I, I've clarified butter myself and used it in cooking and blah, blah, blah. But I just did not realize that it. It could be a you know lip balm yeah. and, and skincare. And it's a lot like beef tallow. Like sure, a lot of times yeah. people know a little bit more the versatility yeah. with beef tallow, and it's the same thing. Like as far as skin, um, it's almost an identical lipid profile as your skin. So when you put ghee on your skin, it's very absorbent. It's very moisturizing. Anything that you have fused in that ghee is going to absorb, and you know get into your whole body. So it's very much like beef tallow. I mean, you can make candles and lotions and wow yeah that's just amazing it's pretty amazing so this has to be like what you're doing all the time now I mean this is your thing it is my time doing thing yeah yes it is all about (laughs) ghee like it is all I have people come in sometimes I'll be walking to the library and they open the door and they're like wait this is a store all about ghee like, yeah. And they're like, didn't think you could have a store all about ghee. Right. Um, you know, because most people just think regular ghee, just that yeah. one thing. But yeah. There's lots of things. And we do flavored ghees. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you we're, were sampling those, I think, oh, at the yeah. market this yeah. summer. Yes. Um, 
So you're in, you have your, your retail shop, but you're also in several places around town. Yes. If you want to uh, drop some names. We are in Wild Petals, downtown Bend. Um, and we are in Schoolhouse Produce out in Redmond. Nice. We're in Local Acres, which is the old food for less. Yep. Uh, Locavore. Yep. Um, Newport Market. Nice. And then online, we do a lot of online sales and then our store too. And we're working on expanding outside of Central Oregon. Um, I would imagine that once people are educated that, I mean, really, that people would want it. And then once they try something or they smell a candle or whatever, yeah. I just think there's a lot of potential. I think so. I, I'm trying to make it a little more mainstreamed. Mm-hmm. It's been around for centuries. It literally is at probably every grocery store that you go to. But, you know, a lot of times it's maybe in the ethnic food aisle on right. the bottom shelf and you very easily might overcome it and not see it. And I think sometimes the packaging is very... Um, it's kind of boring. I've seen it yeah, like in a jar like, or, or yeah. something that doesn't really, you know, nothing special. Or it's very like ayurvedic looking and it can be a little intimidating like i don't know how to use it i don't know what to do with it it's pretty much always what i get when i'm at the farmer's markets like oh i've seen this i i had a recipe or when i did whole 30 it told me to use ghee and (laughs) didn't really know why or what i'm supposed to do with it but really the big things are it's it's totally shelf stable doesn't need to be in the refrigerator even after you open it that's great it doesn't have any lactose casein or whey so great for people with dairy allergies um, and it has a ridiculously high smoke point. So 485 degrees is what you can take it up to. So you can grill and roast and bake and saute. And it's not going to burn like no. just regular butter does. Mm-mm. That's amazing. Yeah. So those are really the key points. Well, and you can eat it. You can rub it on your yeah. face. You can burn a can. I mean, that's amazing to me. Yeah. I, it, it's just so impressive that it is so versatile. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking if we have ghee and we have honey that oh, we can, yeah. that's all we need mm-hmm. if we have to, you know, go under underground or something. Yes. Because honey, honey lasts ghee. forever and ghee obviously lasts forever. And what we have a need? honey ghee. It's a really popular really? one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's probably one of our most popular ones. So it's just, I'm just so blown away by it. And I love the story. And are you planning on doing a lot more markets like next year? Yes. Yes. I love doing the markets. Cause that's I, when you can really interact yeah. with people. And when people can try it and taste it and talk to me and ask questions. And I right. just think it becomes a lot less intimidating. Um, and just we'll, we'll bring samples of brownies or cookies or just stuff that I make with ghee just right. to show people like, what you can do. Like, this is what I do with the honey ghee, or this is what I do with regular ghee. I'm assuming you have regular too. You do. Unflavored or whatever. Yeah. So how many, okay, let me see if I can figure out how to ask this question. I'm just so (laughs) curious. How many pounds of butter are you geeing, (laughs) say every week or every month or whatever? A few hundred pounds, like That's amazing. Um, I mean, six, so 16 ounces of butter will usually yield about 12 and a half to 13 ounces of ghee. Oh, that's not too bad. You're no, not losing too much. No. So there's not a lot of milk solids in one pound of butter, but you know, it's, it's still significant. Sure. Um, and is, does it matter? Are you particular about where you get your butter oh, from? Yeah. Okay. Let's Huge. talk about that. We are, uh, yeah, I, I have tried making <laughs> ghee with other butters and it, it's really interesting, especially when you're cooking it out from all the milk solids out and just seeing what the processes are like 
some of the butters at the end, they look very different. Um, they don't set up crop properly. It's just different things. So we, we source, um, from a small local Oregon creamery. Nice. They do an organic, um, butter that's sourced from pasture raised grass fed cows. So it, that's important to me. Um, cause we, we want to make sure that we are, we have those healthy omega-3 and omega-9 fatty acids. Um, ghee is so healthy for you. It's so good for you. And it's high in nutrients, it's high in vitamins, a lot of essential fatty acids, the good omega-3s and 9s. Um, so it, it's important that we start with a good quality butter. Nice. I'm glad I asked that question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's. I've tried it before, and I, I get that at the market times. People are like, I've had this one ghee, and it, it just wasn't quite the same. And I'm like, right. it's probably just the butter that they're just starting with. Because it it's does make a, a difference. I think it does. You know, I mean, it's kind of like a tomato. If you grow it... And you taste that tomato versus something that you buy that's conventionally grown. Like, it's not even the same. Right. It's not in the same category. And then the other things, like, tell me your different flavors, like other Yeah. So we do uh, rosemary, Mm -hmm. which is my favorite. Um, Garlic, which is a very popular one. Garlic and honey are the two most popular. Then we do a honey, a cinnamon, um, and then our plain. And then we do a turmeric blend as well. It's um, turmeric, black pepper, ginger, and cinnamon all in ghee. Ooh, that sounds good and good for you. Yeah, so it's a golden milk. Like you can just add it with milk or water and have this nice little golden milk latte. and It's yummy. I think I'm just going to start soaking in ghee. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally get it. I'm thinking that's what I'm going to do. Yes. Now that that I've learned even more. I always knew it was a good thing. But, you know, it's one of those things, too, that it's not top of mind. Like you're just, you know, you're going through your life, do to do, do, and you're doing your things. And it, it's just not something that's on your mind. You're not thinking about it when you're thinking about health necessarily. Yes. Or even when you're thinking about eating well, like I'm constantly thinking like, gosh, what have I been ingesting lately? And, you know, why, why am I chubbier yes. than I used to be or whatever? And you think about vegetables and organic food and this, that, and the other, but you, it's not something that's just right there. No, not at you all. You know what I, I mean? mean? I was a child of the eighties, like we were raised on margarine and low fat oh, everything, sure. you know? Yeah. And so I think for a lot of people still, it's like, wait, this is pure butter fat. Like, and that's a good thing. Right. Like, yeah. That's, that's a thing too. Cause yeah. you, you know, I do a lot of baking and, you know, and, and people are always saying, Oh, do you use butter? And I'm like, absolutely. Because there was that whole thing where people thought, that mm-hmm. fat was bad, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> which isn't exactly the truth at all. So yeah, so you're getting to educate people on that end of it too, yes. like how it's not a bad thing. Yeah, fats are not a bad. We thing. need them. We do need them. Our brain loves them. And yeah, every and a lot of things. And I do think that there's a lot of now research coming out, and people are starting They're to understand, it. right? You know, but I mean, my mom still uses margarine. Oh, my, that, you know, my mom was like that woman in that generation. That was the thing you did. Yeah. All of those convenience foods and frozen dinners. I mean, that's how I grew up too. Having that, thank goodness for my granny, who was the older generation, (laughs) who was like, I don't know what that is. But um, yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. And it's just what you uh, learn during your formative years or when you're first cooking or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's what happens. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot, a lot more... There's a lot of good information now. And I think there's just a, a, um, people are talking about 
nutrition and food in general more yeah. in a healthy way, I think, than yeah. ever before. But I think that ghee needs to be a part of that conversation, it seems to me. I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your website so people can go it's there? It's How about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And it's good because you, you kind of tell the backstory on there and, and people yeah. can learn more and read more. Yeah, for sure. And we love it when they come in and ask questions. Most people think it's OG and right. it's cheese. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's fun to just educate people. And normally it's like, oh, it's clarified butter. And then, oh, I have heard of this before. Right. So I just love your logo and I love your look and I love what you're doing and I love why you're doing it. Thank you. And um, I just wish you a whole lot of success. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> and thanks for the beautiful candle. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for those. <laughs> thanks, Meredith. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Ben Don't Break podcast powered by The Source Weekly. To read, hear, and see more of what we do, go to bensource.com. <laughs>